What I care about is kindness because kind people tell the truth about what they like and don't like. Kind people directly communicate with other people and ask for what they actually want rather than trying to manipulate for it. So rather than worrying about being nice and making others happy, let's worry about being kind. Hi, I'm Barb Nangle. I want to welcome you to my podcast, Fragmented to Whole Life Lessons from 12-Step Recovery, where I help people heal their emotional, psychological, and spiritual wounds and make deep, lasting changes in their lives. I'm the founder and CEO of Higher Power Coaching and Consulting, LLC, where I coach people on how to develop healthy boundaries. On this podcast, I share my experience, strength, and hope from recovery. I don't support or endorse any particular 12-step recovery fellowship, and I don't claim to speak for any particular 12-step fellowship. I also don't believe that 12-step recovery is the only way to recover. You might need additional help. My hope is that you'll find my words concretely helpful in improving your life, whether you're in recovery or not. This is episode 164, Why People-Pleasing is Dishonest and Manipulative and How to Stop. So I want to start by saying, yes, I have a cold. I'm sorry, my voice is a little bit scratchy and deeper than normal. I apologize, but I did want to get this episode recorded. So now I will dive in. When I first got into recovery, I remember saying to someone, listen, I get that there's this continuum of helpfulness where on one end, there's kindly, helpful, functional, healthy behavior. And on the other end, there's dysfunctional, rescuing, enabling, manipulative, unhealthy behavior. And I'm really clear about the two ends of the continuum and the difference between those two things. It's in the middle where those two things cross over that I'm completely confused. Where do you cross the line, for example, from being helpful to being rescuing? And the woman I was talking to said to me, well, why are you doing it? Why are you helping the person? Are you doing it because you want them to like you? And I was like, no, that's not why I'm doing it. But once she asked me that question, it began to percolate in my mind. And as it did, I realized, holy shit, I really am doing these things because of what they'll think of me. Now, it wasn't necessarily that I wanted them to like me, but maybe that think they'd think I was nice. I used to think I was nice and that's why I did things. I thought I do this because I'm nice. And it turns out that I realized I was doing it because I wanted people to think I was helpful or that I was generous or kind or nice or smart or something like that. In other words, I was invested in what other people thought of me. I wasn't necessarily doing it to be helpful, though, of course, I do want to be helpful. But there were too many times especially the times when I became resentful about being helpful, where it wasn't really about being helpful. It was because I want, I didn't want to look bad. I wanted to look helpful. And that was a huge eye-opener. 
It enabled me to see my own motives. And that meant I was then able to ask myself the question, why are you doing this, Barb? What are my motives? Whenever I had an urge to be helpful. Now that question, what are my motives, is really instructive for me. And I actually have another podcast episode. I will put it in the show notes where I talk about my two most important questions, that being one of them. So when I want to figure out if something is helpful for me, if it's the right boundary, etc., I ask myself, what are my motives? Now, on to the people-pleasing, being manipulative and dishonest. I really didn't know that I was a people-pleaser until I got into recovery. In fact, I remember when I first heard the term people-pleasing, it never occurred to me that it applied to me, but I knew that I had this one friend, I'll call her Jay, that I was like, oh yeah, she is totally a people-pleaser because she would do anything for anyone. And she would cave whenever somebody made a request at the last minute, even if she'd originally told them no. And she would bend over backwards and go way above and beyond the call of duty. Meanwhile, I was doing some of those same things just in a very different way and perhaps not to the same degree that she was. But then when I started to understand that I was a people pleaser, I thought that it was because I was nice. I truly believed that it was because I was nice. And then I learned, no, no, it's actually not nice. It's manipulative and dishonest to be a people pleaser. And here's why. People pleasing is dishonest because we say yes when we really want to say no. We say we're happy to do things that we're really not happy to do, and we're probably going to be resentful for doing them. That's called lying or dishonesty. And people pleasing is manipulative because we're doing it because we have an end goal in mind. For me, it was that I wanted people to think a certain thing of me. We have an outcome in mind. So I wasn't doing it to be helpful. I was doing it to be perceived as helpful. And when I realized all this, I was like, oh my God, I'm a piece of shit. I'm manipulative and dishonest. Now, luckily, I was in recovery with other people and they were like, hold the phone, Barb. You're not a piece of shit. This behavior came from somewhere. You didn't just invent this because you're a piece of shit. And I now understand that I learned these behaviors because I grew up in a dysfunctional family that didn't know how to teach me how to do anything different. And the basic rules in a dysfunctional family are don't talk, don't trust, and don't feel. And it's really hard to get your needs met as a child when you don't talk, don't trust, and don't feel. So you have to manipulate. That means I learned those behaviors, which means because they were learned, they can be unlearned. And that is what recovery is all about. Learning the behaviors we've been doing our whole lives that aren't serving us, we call them defects of character, and relearning new ones 
Those are called the tools of recovery and the principles of recovery. We learn these for how to manage our lives because we weren't really taught how to manage our lives. So we learn to be honest with people instead of lying to them. We learn to directly communicate our wants, needs, and wishes to others instead of trying to manipulate them into giving them to us. Now, I had a conversation with a friend the other day who's not in recovery, and she's pretty clear that she's a people pleaser. And she said, you know, Barb, you say that people pleasing is because you want people to like you. And then she proceeded to describe a couple of scenarios where it was really clear that it's not that she wants people to like her, it's that she wants them to be happy. And I said, okay, well, for me personally, people-pleasing was that I wanted people to like me or think good things of me. And maybe that's not the case for you. But what's clear is that your people-pleasing is evidence of your focus outside of yourself. You are way more focused on the happiness of others than on your own happiness. That is called codependence. When you put the happiness of others way above your own happiness to the point where you're obsessed and can't stop thinking about it, you're negating yourself and obsessing to the point where it's interfering with your life. That is codependent. So maybe her people-pleasing isn't about them liking her. It's about them being happy. Her investment in someone else's happiness over and above her own is not natural. Because we have this self-preservation thing built in. We should want ourselves to be taken care of. We should not neglect ourselves so that we can take care of other people's needs or make them happy. But something happens to us whereby we get warped into codependence. So we might become people pleasers if we're codependent. Now, sometimes people who are codependent are the receivers of the services from the people pleasers. They're the takers rather than the givers, right? So they're the ones we are co-dependent with. It doesn't always manifest that way, but rest assured, if you're engaging in people-pleasing behaviors, it's not because you're nice. You may have heard me say before that I don't really care so much about niceness anymore. What I care about is kindness, because kind people tell the truth about what they like and don't like. Kind people directly communicate with other people and ask for what they actually want rather than trying to manipulate for it. So rather than worrying about being nice and making others happy, let's worry about being kind and making ourselves happy. Now, that doesn't mean that you're never going to help people again and you're not concerned at all with other people's happiness. Of course we are. But we put ourselves in that equation as well. So we care about being kind to ourselves and we care about our own happiness and helping ourselves too. 
I was recently reminded by a friend that when I first started recovery, I didn't feel lovable. I almost can't believe that I used to feel that way and that I kind of forgot something so profound because I truly love myself now. And I want that for everybody. If you don't love yourself, there's literally nothing that can make up for that. I created something exclusively for my private clients since many of them don't love themselves. And I've now opened up my private vault to share it with up to 10 people individually. It's called the Self Love Sprint. You'll grow to love yourself and truly feel worthy. So you can stop saying yes when you really want to say no. Stop neglecting yourself and putting everyone else first. Stop saying all kinds of nasty shit to yourself. That is not what people who love themselves and feel deserving do. You'll stop being afraid that others will think that you're selfish for taking time to care for yourself. This is also for you if you don't really know who you are because you've always been such a fucking chameleon. Go to higherpowercc.com slash love sprint. Remember, I'm only offering 10 of these, so don't wait. If you like this podcast, and I'm guessing you did or you wouldn't still be listening, then you're gonna love the other things I have to offer. If you'd love pre-release podcast scripts and episodes before anyone else gets them, or if you'd love access to content from my private vault that I developed exclusively for my private clients, which is like having a work session with me without me actually being there, go to patreon.com slash higher power coaching. There are three tiers ranging from as low as $4 up to $24 a month. You'll also love my weekly newsletter, Friday Fragments, which has content very similar to the podcast. You can check it out at fridayfragments.news. That's fridayfragments.news. Please like and subscribe to my podcast on your favorite podcast outlet. I'd also love it if you'd leave a review, which you can do either in the show notes or on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find my podcast so they can get the benefits you've gotten from listening. If someone came to mind when you listened to this particular episode, please share it with them. And my favorite place to hang out on social media is Instagram. I'm at Higher Power Coaching. Please DM me there. I'd love to hear what you got from this episode. I run group and private coaching programs on building healthy boundaries. Whether you need help with boundaries in your personal, professional, or romantic life, I can help. Head on over to barbchat.net where you can hop onto my calendar for a free 30-minute Better Boundaries consultation. My ideal client is someone who is ripe for change. If that's you, I would love to work with you. My goal with all my work is to help you make lasting changes in your life like I've made deep lasting changes in my life. Remember, it's never too late to recover. No one is beyond hope and healing is possible. Thanks for listening.